Hello, and welcome to the Void Fills podcast. I'm Jax. And I'm Rocco. Void Fills is an interactive podcast where we're going to try and bust some stigmas around mental health issues, share advice and tips for getting through tough times, and we'll feature some of our music to hopefully help you relax and chill. At the end of the show, we're going to play some sounds which might be useful when helping you sleep. All the music in the show is listed in the podcast notes. You can send us any questions, thoughts and share advice by using the hashtag VoidFeels. It's important to remember that Rocco and I aren't healthcare professionals, so please be sure to speak to your doctor, a trusted family member or contact one of the organisations listed in the podcast notes if you're worried about your well-being or safety. Here we go, you heard that before, that's the intro. Lovely production. So, we're back in the studio. We are in the glamorous studio. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for all your messages since the last show. Yeah, it's always good to get your feedback and suggestions. We love hearing from you. So just keep it all coming because without you, there's no show. Yeah, we need that. And speaking of questions, the first one we have is from Madison. They got in touch and wanted to ask us, how can I help the people around me without actually hurting myself? They also ask, are you able to say no? And do you have any advice on how to say no? They're both really good questions. Um, I guess they kind of relate to each other. Yeah, so what's your thoughts, Jack? Let's do the first yeah, part first, first yeah. Um, that is hard, especially with triggers and stuff. Yeah, and especially when, if you suffer from mental health and the person that you are trying to help suffers mm. from it as well, you don't want to affect them or you don't want to help them, which affects you. Yeah. Um, I think just being honest... Like saying stuff like, you know, I'm I'm here for this person or I'm here for you. Um, tell me what you need mm. for me to help you. And then if you feel like, so for example, um, I had a friend who needed my help in London mm-hmm. um, and I have this thing about public transport and like stations or, you know, bus stations. I can't take public transport because it triggers me. It just triggers me. Mm-hmm. Um and he said, look, can you meet me at Oxford Circus? Um, and in my head, I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Because, you know, it's a crowd of people. You know, I can't do it. It stresses me out. Mm. So if I didn't know him so well, I might have lied and been like, no, sorry. I'm, you know, I'm caught up. I'm, you know, I'm I'm busy. But I think the best way around it is to just say, look, it's fine. Maybe can I, can I send you a cab or can I get someone else to come pick you up or... You know, or or call me and like talk me while you're going through a stressful situation because I personally can't be there because that is a trigger for me going to some place like that. Just offer other avenues of help, whether it's a phone call, text yeah. message, or you know, sending someone else to help that you know that and trust. That I think as well, help. like when you've experienced it yourself, there's a lot of um, knowledge and experience. So mm. obviously you've gone through it before and you can kind of take solace in the fact that it's not you experiencing that right now and you can try and help this person that needs help, you know? Yeah. And it is nice to be able to empathise because I think that's that's the issue nowadays is that you can't necessarily be open with everybody in case they haven't experienced the same thing and because yeah. the understanding isn't there, you know? So if you are helping someone out and they know your history and, and you kind of know what's going on, it's easier for you to kind of help. And I think that's why sometimes mm. quite a lot of people push you away when you're asking for help because they feel uncomfortable in the conversation and they don't know what to say. Yeah, because they don't know that you've gone through the exact same thing. Well, exactly. Or even what advice to give because 
they don't know. The only thing they can say is the generic normal answers like like calm yourself down or like go and have a nap yeah. or like, you know. But when you've actually lived it or you live it, it's easier to kind of yeah. impart your experience onto other people, you know. But I think it obviously again I'm gonna come back to Twitter. I feel like we get a lot of messages on there that I see mm. sometimes and sometimes I might not reply straight away because it is a bit hard for me to kind of process what they've said um, or it triggers me a little bit. Like I've had messages like three, four in the morning from people and yeah. I've been awake and answering these questions and I don't mind doing it. I love it. I love that people reach out. Um, That's what it's there But obviously for. You've, like, people also have to bear in mind that like, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> so, yeah, we are not healthcare yeah, professionals. So obviously I don't mind. Like I love being there for people and, and this is Void, this is our community and, and you're you are like family. Like I don't care what mm. time it is. I've always said like message us whenever. And you're yeah. the same, you're always there for people if they need us. But to a certain extent I also need to be aware of my own mental health. Yeah. And I have caught myself slipping sometimes, you know. It is a bit triggering. Um but obviously yeah. I think you can yeah. you can hurt yourself by helping other people. But you need to also recognise when you are starting to slip backwards or slip into old habits to kind of take that step away, you know. It's hard because you want to be there for people, um, especially when you've experienced it and you've felt isolated before. I guess that's why I'm so welcoming of people messaging me personally because I've been isolated in the past and had no one to talk to. Yeah. And I'm guessing the same with you. That's why it's so good to talk. I think it's, like you said, it's easier if you know someone's story, if you know their background. I think a way of maybe if you don't know what they're experiencing and you, you don't really know them as well, but you still want to help them is to first, you know, ask them what it is you can help. Yeah. What are their personal triggers, if they don't mind telling you, so you can offer, like, good advice. Yeah, and, just pre-warning what your triggers are. Yeah, yeah so then you can know, okay, I won't suggest that or I will suggest this. Mm. Um, and then... Just do what you can. If it's if it's a phone call, if you don't mind talking over the phone, some people don't like that, or yeah. a text message, or you know, calling someone else, like their family member, just to say, I've had a message or something. Can you just check in on them or something? Mm. Just so you're not like fully in their face about helping, and you're not putting yourself at risk of putting triggers on yourself, but you're just there in the background, you know, helping when you can. Yeah, that's the thing. Like obviously, you feel compelled to help if, if it's your friend or anybody, really. It's just mm. a natural human emotion. Just It's like programmed into you to help someone if they need help. Yeah. But um, it kind of leads nicely into the next part of the question about saying no, because everybody has experienced saying no to someone. Yeah. And it's not nice. The way I deal with it, and obviously it may seem a little bit selfish, but I think you need to recognise that in the grand scheme of things, you are the most important person. Like you need to deal with yourself and you yeah. need to make sure you aren't slipping backwards. Even in life, like if you're gonna do something to help someone, mm. don't put yourself out if you know it's gonna affect you mentally, it's gonna yeah. affect how tired you are or financially. Um, obviously if you trust someone, if, if it depends what you're saying no to, I think. Yeah. Um, if it's something that you know will trigger, then yeah. maybe say, don't say exactly no, mm. say no, but give your reasons why yeah um, I guess it's a little self-worth isn't it like it's really mm -hmm. hard to have self-worth and to think of yourself as an important part of your own life obviously it's you yeah. you're the vessel for your life um, so really if someone asks you something and you don't want to do it you need to like take a step take a beat sorry have a little think to yourself and yeah. maybe just in your head 
um, make a little tick list of like the pros and cons of what it is someone's asked you, um, break it down, and if the pros outweigh the cons, then do it. Yeah. If you think that it's something you want to do, do it. But if not, then say no. And even if in that moment they're upset or they're disappointed, life is made of yes and no's. It yeah. happens every day. Like You don't even realise you're saying yes or no. Yeah. And you can build it up in your own head. Yeah, like, you, I get you anxious about saying it. no. Yeah, because you but, don't want to offend them and you yeah. think, you, you know, you're not helping them. But but that's the thing, like, you'll say no one day, someone will be disappointed for a split second, and then the next day, back to normal life, everybody says no, everybody says yes. Yeah, and you got you got to understand that someone will or might have said no to you as well. Mm. So it just happens. And then if you're the person that's getting no said to you, then you've just got to bear in mind like all the different factors that could have affected their decision. Yeah. You don't know what's going on. Yeah. I think this is this is something else that I've been thinking about quite a lot recently is that you never know what someone else is going through, you know? Yeah. Like, obviously, they've said no. For, you don't know why they've said no. It could be multiple reasons that you might not think instantly, oh, I respect that. You might be angry because they've said no. Yeah. But then just if someone does say no to you, just take a break, respect it, and go, okay, they might have said no because it might trigger them. Um, and if anybody ever makes you feel bad about saying no, bye-bye. Yeah. Not the kind of person you want in your life. No, 100%. You, you're entitled to your own opinion. You're your own person. You're independent. You can say yes, you say no. Yeah. And if someone wants to make you feel crappy about that, then tell them to jog on. So we slipped into an audiobook there as opposed to a podcast. So let's take a little break from that chat. Uh, here's the point in the show where we play one of our more ambient tracks, which we record especially for the podcast. And as always, we hope it might help you relax and chill. See you on the other side. Enjoy. back to the studio don't forget you can hear more of our tracks by visiting us on soundcloud just search void ray's shadow messaged us and said hey i hope you're doing well i am fantastic yeah i'm all good so thank you for asking and they asked one question i had in mind was how can kids deal with non-supportive parents regarding mental health issues they have asked a second question which we'll look at in another pod but Rocco, do you have any thoughts on this first? Yeah. Um, Tough one. Yeah, you know, that's that's quite a hard situation to be in. Um, but I think, well, luckily, uh, well, no, I suppose when I was, when I first, you know, got diagnosed, shall I say, with mental health, because, mm. you know, my dad had a bit of history, but apart from that, it was all kind of brand new. You know, why has my son got mental health problems? Yeah. Um, but I think when they're non-supportive, which I... Having experienced, but I know friends that have had 
unsupportive parents of mental health. Mm. Um, I think the best way to go around it is to just explain to them really in deep context what is going on in your head. Like, even if you don't know what's going on in your head, say that to them. Say, look, I don't know what I'm thinking. I don't know why I'm being so irrational. I don't know why I'm getting so upset about certain things. Mm. That's just my mental health. That is all it is. They don't need to have a you know a full-on story about it because you might not have the full story about what is going on in your head. Yeah. Just say to them, I really need your support, whether you understand it or not. As parents, you know, I need you to be there for me and be, you know, a rock. You know, if I'm having a bad day, I want to come home to my parents and be going, I don't know why I'm getting upset or yeah. I do know why and explain... I think it's a thought process. I think it's an educational thing with parents. Yeah. I think it's very easy for them if they don't know about it to shut you down or think that it's attention seeking or whatever. But I think that is what it boils down to, the fact that they're not educated on on the subjects, which I think is the main issue with everything to do with mental health is lack of education. Also, though, they're ashamed of not being educated on it Mm. because they're your parents or that they are a parent. They don't want to think that they don't know anything because as a kid, you know, your parents know everything and they they might have a bit of self-doubt because they're like, oh, how am I supposed to help my kid because I don't even know about it. So maybe you approaching them, telling them might be a good thing because then they can go and go, okay, right, I don't understand what's going on, but I'm going to research because, you know, it's my son or my daughter. Yeah, I've got a look out for them I mean another avenue you can take is like I'm not entirely sure so don't quote me on it like go online do some research like first just google this I feel like if you went to a doctor on your own I don't know whether it's any age or whether it's like under 16 I think you can talk to them like completely confidentially unless it directly affects your physical well-being I think it's 18 is it so I, I think if you obviously I know it's different in America as well which um yeah I hear a lot about and probably is a bit more relatable to you guys in the States because obviously if you, like the NHS here is free, if we have a problem we can go there, we don't need to find money to go to therapy or obviously I know the waiting list is long but in the States you have to find money to go and see someone. So Mm. I've had a lot of people talk about the fact that their family can't afford to take them to a session or the family don't want to waste money on it. Um, But yeah, I mean, one day hopefully if... God willing, um, we want to do like a charity one day where we can like yeah, try and 100%. fund people to go and see people out in the States. But I mean, it's hard when that extra factor is brought into things, you know, yeah. like money, finance. We're very lucky here in a sense that we can eventually see someone. But out there, if you don't have the funds, you're not seeing anybody, yeah. you know, yeah. if you don't have health insurance, you're not seeing anybody. Um, and it's easier for parents to dismiss their kids, I suppose. Yeah, it's, it, I think. I think it's in their mind. They they're the ones that need to switch onto it. There's nothing yeah. you can really do. If they honestly don't think that, because there are parents out there and adults or whatever that think that mental health isn't an issue. I've I've experienced it. I've met people that think mental health isn't a problem, and yeah, yeah. it's people that just needs to man up. I think old-fashioned minds. Yeah, I think if you've got a situation like that where they do not understand and are not willing to understand, I think maybe reach out to, you know, other family members. You know, it's not just your mum or friends. Or friends. Just speak to anyone else. If you've tried to get through to your parents, try other avenues. Yeah, friends, Mm. other family members, you know, work people, school. Yeah, I think I actually went to the doctor before I spoke to anybody in my family. Mm. I went to the doctor and I was already prescribed like antidepressants before even like opening up to my family about it 
Yeah. Well, I feel like I actually have never actually opened up about it anyway, but, like, you know, it is it is hard. I don't know. It's, it's hard. hard to, like, I don't think I've ever opened up fully and told the truth about mm. everything to my family. And so your experience was probably a bit later on. Yeah, yeah, So, and, like, you didn't tell your parents, whereas mine happened at school and they could see it was happening. Mm. So it's really good to have, like, your side of the story and, like, mine, because it's different. Yeah. Like, I was quite lucky the fact that... Yeah, I was already was away from home when that happened, so there was no yeah. way for them to find out anyway, you know? Where I was still a kid going through like beginning of high school where it all happened, so I had luckily support around me. Yeah, I mean, all you can do is be honest with your parents if you feel up to it. If not, there's a lot of other places online where you can go and talk to people, safe places, charities, chat rooms for charities where you can go and speak to someone who's trained. Um, like we've said already, you're more than welcome to message us if you need a chat or event. Um, so there's other places to look. But I think it all boils down to lack of education on the subjects, you know, yeah. and talking. It's fine to put an advert on a telly. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Who cares? People, it's not reaching everybody, you know? No, because the people that still don't understand mental health will look at that advert and go, ah, no, nah, it's just yeah. a bunch of people that need to man up. Exactly. And we all know that really you can never really understand it on the same level as no. someone who's experienced it themselves. Because no. you don't know its, it's existence, you know? Yeah, like, you don't know what's don't know caused what, it. Yeah. I think openness is, is the way forward, and if you get shut down, then that's shit. But Just keep like, trying. Keep trying, keep trying. And like I said, there's other places you can go. Um, I believe there'll be a couple links in the bio for charities and stuff you can go talk to, and um, yeah, go, go find some help. There's also um, walk-in help centres. Mm. Um, because I when I had a bad moment and... I knew I had help at home and they were worried about me, but I didn't want to go there for some reason. So I do know there is walking. I think they're dotted all around the country. Yeah. Like, just Google it. I think they're, like, called safe havens or something. And you walk in and it's just a bunch of professionals that are, you know, it's, like, after hours, so it's, like, late at night or lunch break. Like, it's open 24 hours and there's people that are doing it for free after their job who are actually professionals in their job. Yeah. And you can just go in, walk in and say, look, I just need a chat. So there are places to go. Just Google it or... Only go to search. official places that are marked up with the signs and, and, and all the accreditation and stuff. Don't be walking into no. random places. Yeah. Just stay safe and be clever, yeah? I think that's a great question. It's, uh... it's always interesting to see how these small questions can generate such wide answers. Yeah. This is cool. Uh... <laughs> We should cue some spooky music. Oh, no, it's Indiana that's Jones. Indiana Jones. Yeah, 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 it's cool. <laughs> My voice isn't Whoa, on. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> no, I don't think... Yeah, okay. Cool, okay, cool, that's cool, that's cool, 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 cool. What's the message, though? Hit us with it. Right, you ready? Go. It's a big one. Are there any conspiracy theories you seriously believe in? Yeah, the Queen is a lizard. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a conspiracy theory. Um, this comes from Ida, by the way. No, she actually is. Do you think? So you know what this conspiracy is? No, go on, the, tell all me, the tell top, me. Right, so I really like conspiracies, so so this this could turn into, like, an e-book. Right, come on, um, I'm here. David Icke, right? Famous conspiracy. <laughs> he believes that all the top powerful people in the world are lizards, yeah. man. They're called reptilians. <laughs> oh, I think I have There's actually videos on YouTube of, like, Justin Bieber in, in an interview... Oh, and his, he, and yeah. his eyes blink the other way. Oh, damn, Have you seen I saw it? this. Yeah, yeah. They so they think they're, they're lizards. No. Yeah. 
There's a program, if any of you out there like conspiracy theories, there's a documentary on Netflix called uh, Zeitgeist, and it talks about religion, money, um, and 9-11. And obviously, I won't get too much into the latter of those three subjects, but that is a very big one. That's that a big... It explains, yeah. and obviously I'm really interested in that, but I don't want to upset anybody, so we're not going to go into that one particularly. But there's loads of conspiracies, like... Tons. Fluoride in toothpaste to dumb down the population. Love that. Yeah. Love that one. Loads. Um, the little the little patterns in the sky. You know, you know, like little clouds that airplanes leave behind? Oh, yeah. People think that that is a chemical that they drop down on the population to dumb down the population. Another one. Oh, my God. Mate, there's loads. I, I've, I love it so much. I don't really like my. I'm not really. The only thing that I believe is that Tupac's still alive. <laughs> Could be true. I honest. Have you seen the picture? Yeah. There's him in Barbados or something, and he's yeah. about sixty or whatever. Yeah. He's like, just he in a is cave. alive. He's one hundred percent alive. Oh, honestly, like conspiracies crack me up. The lizard one is probably the best. Um, Wasn't there something about um, the triangle? What's that? What the Bermuda Triangle? Yeah, and it, I watched something about that, and it got so deep. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know whether that's been proved or not, but they, like, obviously planes disappear when they go through the Bermuda Triangle. How weird! But is I that? think it, I think it might have something to do with the electro, like the electromagnetic pulses, and obviously, I'm not a scientist, but. <laughs> You know, something like, like shuts Stephen. the air, <laughs> sh- like shuts, shuts the aeroplanes down, <laughs> and like they just fall into the sea. Into the what? Into the sea. How are they going to end up from there and then go suddenly into the sea? Because the Bermuda Triangle is like an airspace. Yeah, but you said it disappears in the air. No, no, I said like obviously when it goes into that triangle and there's like some electromagnetic forces that just shuts the plane systems down and they just gone. Can you imagine that going on holiday and then? Oh, sorry. We've hit the Bermuda Triangle. Imagine drinking tea with Queen Elizabeth and like she licks the tea with her like little forked tongue. I'd be like, damn, she's a lizard. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of other conspiracies. Um, Obviously, the Illuminati, the Freemasons and stuff. Yeah, with the masks. Yeah, but you know what? The Freemasons is that it's actually like a bunch of um, builders and like yeah, architects I'm and stuff. Yeah, I'm not very hundred percent on them. It's it's not. I don't think it's. I, I listened to a podcast um, by the Conspiracy Guys, which is a really good podcast um, about the Freemasons, and I feel like anybody can apply if you know a trade. I feel like that's what it is. Really, they don't kill goats and stuff. I might just become a plumber and go Freemason. No, I think it needs to be like structural, like architecture builder. Well, build stone, Lego. Obviously, stonemasons. Oh, nice. That's what they were, I believe. Um, Illuminati, uh, yeah. Like, I, I did look into that quite a bit as well. Again, listen to a podcast about the Illuminati. Um, religion. Alvis is alive. Alvis isn't dead. Scouting for girls. Alvis isn't dead. Alvis isn't dead. How, how, how much of a tune is that? That is a banger. Good old Scouting for girls. Because I heard him on the radio. Copyright. Here we go. Mm. Uh, no, I've, what, there was one. What was the one that I've, I've believed for a bit? What about uh, the Loch Ness monster? Oh no! Oh come on! No, you don't believe that there's some massive <laughs> off dragon in the in the water over there? Have you? The people up there are like probably some Scottish bloke going. They for believe a swim. in that like religion. <laughs> they go, the Loch Ness monster is in the sea. Is he a pirate? <laughs> He's got one Scot- eye. All Scottish people sound like pirates, apparently. <laughs> Maybe what? No, he that's Tupac in Scotland with an eye patch. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the yet, uh, what's it? Uh, Bigfoot? Bigfoot, nah. That's a bit too, like, That's just tale. some drunk guy in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot to shave. Oh, I've got cramp in my leg. <laughs> <laughs> he 
You're a big It's foot. all these conspiracies, man. It's getting me excited. I've got cramp in my, my leg. I don't think this is conspiracy, but I think the whole religion thing. Oh, no. About, like, you know when people say Jesus was born on this date and the yeah. world was... Like, Adam and Eve, yeah? Yeah. That is a conspiracy, like Big Bang Theory and stuff. Yeah. I don't believe that is why I'm not religious because supposedly dragons were around. No, not dragon ones. <laughs> dinosaurs. Dinosaurs were around before Adam and Eve. Right? I don't think dinosaurs were around before because they were. The well, Bible before. No, the Bible starts with God said, "Let there be light." Well, that's probably the second thing. So there's obviously you got the Big Bang theory. Yeah. Where there was an explosion and all the planets like shot out into the universe and like obviously. Things, oh yeah, I believe that. It, evolved into dinosaurs is that one yeah and then there's god yeah that's a bit of a with adam one. and eve um and then there's like flat earthers and stuff that's a conspiracy is is the earth flat no no i feel like i saw someone post something really stupid like who who is a flat earther saying here's a picture of the earth and it was like a globe <laughs> or something i can't remember or go round they said something like i can't wait to go round the world and oh uh, talk about the flat earth and it, no no i remember now they said We've got members all round the globe. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, but yeah, so no, there there is a conspiracy about religion, not a conspiracy, but I think just so like you've got the idea of God and and like God creating the trees and, oh, and the light and so stuff, and then the you've Big got the Bang dinosaurs. Is the dinosaurs? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, that just proves the religion is wrong because dinosaurs they've got proof of dinosaurs. Yeah, they haven't got proof of Adam and Eve, you no. know, sitting in the garden butt yep. naked. Yeah, but I think that was, I don't, was the Garden of Eden on Earth? I don't think it was. Yeah, he said it was. Anyway, I firmly believe that half of the royal family are lizards. And David Icke is right. That is correct. 100%. So basically, if you want us to chat hours of stuff, then just ask us questions about conspiracy theories. I like these because these are funny. I also apologise for um, our lack of knowledge regarding Adam and Eve and the Garden of Eden. If you could tell us whether the Garden of Eden was on Earth or in fact another place, that would be greatly appreciated. And if you're a dinosaur living out there, message us because I would love to meet you. <laughs> and is your favourite song All the Young Dudes by T-Rex? <laughs> I don't even think he sang that song. <laughs> I think it was Mott the Hoople, but there you go. So that's us for another episode. Keep your questions, comments and suggestions coming in and don't forget to like, subscribe and comment wherever you get your podcasts because it all helps... And do share us with your friends. Spread the word. Until next time, I've been Jax. And of course, I've been Rocco. Big love, Boyd.
The Void Feels podcast is produced by Nigel Heath and is edited by Jamie Allen. With special thanks to Tom Allom, Mike Hansen and Brad Reese. Void Feels is a Zakuti production in association with Pod People Productions.